Hello, this is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's Parenting Podcast. I was at a family reunion last week, so I was unable to record a podcast. Good to be back this week. So today's podcast, no phones at dinner time. No phones at dinner time. Let's take a look at the culture. Consider the following examples um, of what our culture is like right now. When my family was in an unfamiliar town recently, a man referred to us referred us to a restaurant saying, you will love it. There's a TV on every part of the wall. We drove away saying uh, we would not love that. We wanted more of a quiet dinner conversation. Um, at a major theme park, and you know those in Florida, a family of four rode a train all around the park with all four family members staring at their phone. Recently, a teenage boy was unable to engage in family vacation activities, spending the first five days irritated and annoyed because he was told no phones were allowed on the vacation. A teenage girl recently chose not to go on the family cruise and stay with grandma because she didn't want to break her Snapchat streak. Kids are delaying jobs, delaying getting jobs, delaying getting their driver's licenses. They're spending less time with their friends on weekends because they're alone in their rooms on their phones. A quick visit to restaurants will give you an eye-opening view of the kinds of challenges intact families face. Even those families who are together, the majority of family members will be staring at their phones. I've had couples in my counseling and therapy office complaining about each other taking out their phones on their dates. Yes, this is the culture we live in. Families have major decisions to make when it comes to how soon they give their children cell phones. And of course, there are consequences, neurocognitive consequences to the behavior of digital natives. A recent survey found that 38% of children under two had used mobile devices like iPhones, tablets, or Kindles, according to the Learning Network. A recent study published in the Journal of American Medical Association found that pressing a cell phone to the ear for 50 minutes altered the brain activity in 47 adult volunteers. Uh, And we know that behavioral sleep medicine specialists Uh, talk about um, how uh, circadian rhythms are altered when teenagers have their phones under the bedspreads. I heard one speaker recently talk about digital dementia, the numbing down of our brain and cellular functioning uh, is affecting our recall ability, our processing speed, our concentration and working memory. Consider the fact that most adults who grew up before digital natives could memorize many phone numbers. Now we can barely remember one number. But the purpose of this podcast is a reminder of what families are up against and what families need to do to be successful. All right, so healthy families. The success of a family depends on family dinners, and the majority of youth do not experience family dinners. But kids and teens, they need family dinners. All right, so let's break this down in specific ways. What do youth need? What do youth in your family need? Consider the following examples. Kids need reading, right? But family, family dinners, they offer opportunities to discuss what kids are reading. Kids need an expansive vocabulary, and this most often comes from reading. Um, family dinners offer opportunities to expand vocabulary. Kids need empathy building. Kids need to learn how to take multiple multiple perspectives. 
Kids need conflict resolution skills. No better place than to learn how to debate and the ability to argue, disagree in healthy ways with respect at fa- than at family dinners. Family Kids need family memories, memories of being together, talking, laughing about our family memories. This is great at family dinners. Kids need creative outlets, photography, drawing, such as acting, creating plays, playing in general, talking about what families are doing in this area. One of the best places for this to occur is at family dinners. Then there's the importance of boredom, right? Kids need to learn how to reduce boredom. Kids are less bored with phones, some people say, but I've even seen people just unable to turn off the phone or put the phone away despite their feelings of boredom. Now, kids need boredom reduction skills, and that's learning how to, uh, feeling bored, and then learning how to be less bored. There's no better place to discuss boredom reduction than family dinners. Or kids need stress management skills. The lifestyle, lifestyle of exercise, discussing family games, activities, exercise, healthy eating, family dinners, anyone? Kids also need to use their imagination. This needs to be encouraged at family dinners. Friendships, a great place to discuss how we are reaching out to friends, uh, is, is, occurs at family dinners. Kids need healthy sleep schedules, and some check-ins. Uh, on this topic can happen at family dinners. Uh, of course, faith, life. Yes, what is God doing in your life? This is a great topic and so much more can be said at family dinners. And then, of course, kids need meaningful projects. They need meaningful activities. They need community community projects, ways to be selfless, ways to get outside of ourselves, be part of something bigger, um, and making a difference in the community. Uh, planning for these kinds of things can happen at family dinners. So what activity is probably most important for our family life? Family dinners. And TVs and phones are blocks to making the family dinner a successful experience. The American Pediatric Association will say that the greatest predictor of a healthy child is regular family dinners. The greatest block to healthy family life is the cell phone. So here are the recommendations from the parenting doctors. It's simple. Here's your prescription from the parenting doctors. It's simple. Have family dinners and keep the phones away from the dinners. This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast. I know no phones at dinners.